What's going on, family? Listen, welcome to a brand new episode of Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. As always, I am your gracious host, Terry Glenn Harris. For all of you who are coming back to listen, and for those of you on YouTube, because we are on YouTube now who are watching, welcome back to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast. And for those of you who are brand new, just maybe you were scrolling and you came upon the platform, I want to say welcome to you. I hope you enjoy what you hear today. And I hope that you go back and listen to or watch some of the previous episodes so that you can get what it is you need when it comes to motivation and inspiration and encouragement, because that's what this platform is all about. Beyond the Coffee Table, the platform is designed to build up and never tear down regardless of the subject at hand. But listen, today's subject, I know you have probably read the description and you see what we're talking about and you see the title. I've got a story to tell. This is what black girl magic looks like. See, I have a I have this theory about black excellence and then black girl and black boy magic. I believe that it doesn't we don't have to necessarily separate our excellence and call it black excellence, but there's something special about black people and that's where the magic comes in. So I'm just excellent. I'm not excellent for a black guy. I'm excellent, period. And my next guest is also excellent, but she takes that blackness, that uniqueness, that magic, and she sprinkles it on her excellence. So that's where the black girl magic, the black boy magic comes into play. I'm not going to keep y'all. I'm going to bring her to the stage because she is a great person. Um, we actually went to school together and she is now an awesome wife to her great husband. She is an awesome mom to her wonderful children. She recently got her doctorate degree, y'all. And she did a couple other things that just blew my mind when I heard about it and when I saw it. But I'm going to let her tell you because it is her story. So as I do with every guest, I want to welcome to Beyond the Coffee Table, the podcast, my very next guest. Don't call her miss because she's somebody's wife. Put some respect on that. She's a missus. Don't call her T because she got that degree. So you better put a doctor on that. I would like to welcome Dr. and Mrs. Tiana McKnight Saunders to the platform. Sis, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Hello, listeners. How are you? I'm a, I'm a more amazing now after that introduction. So Listen, thank you so you much. Deserve it. You deserve thank it all. You. It is well-deserved. You earned it. You, you are great, you know? So... I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate your husband and your children for sacrificing that time because this is their time. All right. For those of you listening, this podcast isn't live. We recorded this. It is seven o'clock on the East Coast and it is husband and children and wife time. So, um, you know, let's just get straight into it. Um, but again, I do appreciate you. I do appreciate your family for sacrificing this time so that you could be here on the platform. 
So you did a thing during the pandemic when most people were trying to figure out buying up all the toilet paper and, you know, Lysol and everything. You did something else. You added stress to yourself by continuing school and getting your doctorate degree. So how does it feel to have the letters PhD lined up alongside your name? Uh, it feels, it, it's a, a euphoric feeling. Like, I don't even know what's um, a word. That might even be an understatement because it's a feeling of excitement and happiness. Honestly, I can't explain. Even today, it's like so surreal. Like, mm -hmm. I still have moments where I'm like, did I really do this? Um, and don't get me wrong, I was buying up toilet paper too, and <laughs> <laughs> and being stressed out. But um, right. it was like a level of like this determined insanity. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what you call it, but I was just I was in a zone. I think I was just like adapting to all that I had going on in my body, my brain, everything adapted to the situation, and it okay. just became my normal. Um, given everything that was happening around me. But to accomplish a big goal like that, um, an academic goal, is, is, is huge. It's a blessing. I'm so grateful and humbled by it. And, you know, I'm just excited. I'm still kind of on cloud nine in a sense. So I'm just like everybody else. They're like, you, you did it. I'm like, I did it. I guess it's like I'm looking at them like, who, me? Yes, Absolutely. Um, and that, that's so dope that you have that kind of support system where they are still celebrating you. It's like you 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 are a doctor. Yeah. Like forever. And the mention of it, when anyone talks about you, they will have to talk about the doctor part because it's a part of your name. And mm -hmm. I just think that's so incredible. You know, you give little black girls who look like you and are like, oh my gosh, she did this. That means I can do it too. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, with our athletes and, you know, our CEOs, it's the, our little black boys and black girls, you know, they need to see that. I actually saw a quote and it said, the next time you see a tall black boy, tell him he looks like a CEO Tell him he looks like a doctor or a lawyer um, and not just an athlete Yeah, because there's so much more, you know, not to take anything away from our athletes, mm -hmm. but we've been put into a box and it's like, no football player, basketball player, which one are you going to be? Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, we're so much more than just athletes. And like LeBron James came out with the whole, um, the shirts and everything saying I'm more than an athlete mm -hmm. because we are so much more than that. Now, your family didn't know that you were going to school for your doctorate degree. You actually had a whole event planned, and that's when you let them know that you've completed your dissertation. How was that? <laughs> I'm a secret squirrel. Um, but most people don't know. I mean, my family, they know the story now. But mm -hmm. most people don't know, and this is actually part of my testimony, is that 
I was in a uh, doctorate program before and I dropped out because okay. of life. Life was happening, circumstances. Uh, because of that, I it went. I went through some things behind it. I mean, feelings of just shame, embarrassment, failure, um, and it caused me to kind of shut down. And okay. I had told myself, I'm never doing this again. Like, I'm never going back to school. I'm never going to experience that type of failure again. And it's, these are all kind of like narratives I made up in my head that, you know, the embarrassment, people were going to be ashamed and my family would be disappointed. But for years, it kind of kept me away from ever even entertaining the idea of wanting to do school again, even though I knew it was always like a passion, even though I knew mm-hmm. it was always a part of my purpose and destiny. Um, and I couldn't shake it because it was like, this is something I knew I was supposed to do. But when I got the opportunity to go back again, I had talked to God and I told him, you know, if this is for me, give me confirmation. And I don't want I don't want to take out loans. I, I can't go back if I have to take out loans. Um, I need you to make a way. And he did mm-hmm. that. Like I didn't have to take out loans or anything. I was able to go to school and everything was taken care of. And that was huge. And I told him, if we could just keep this between me and you, I will do this discreetly. Because sometimes when you let people know your plans, sometimes it can be a distraction. And sometimes it can derail you from your path. Mm. Um, And sometimes people just unintentionally will inquire and want to know. And and, and it could cause you, you know, put more pressure on you. So I didn't want to have added pressure. Um, So it started off that way. It continued that way. And it was better that way. I would have done it again that way because I love the fact that I was able to do it on my terms, Mm -hmm. my pace. Um, It it was so much flexibility. Um, I had two kids during the course of the program. So I had to take time off. I had to go from full time to part time. Mm -hmm. I had to take a break. You know, I, I did it my way. And it was like the best way to do it because, again, there was no pressure, expectations placed on me. And just a few poor people um, knew my husband, of course, and mm-hmm. my parents and my best friend. Like they knew. And they were literally like my circle. Um, and they prayed for me. They were there. They were supportive. Um, and so I, you know, I just kept it that way. And I also, as I got closer to my goal, I actually liked the idea of it being a, su- a surprise or a secret because okay. I wanted it to be something that my family could celebrate. Mm-hmm. So it could feel like um, a victory for all of us. Um, and I think the element of surprise can be really great and it can be healthy and beneficial, you know, when you're not expecting something, but then it happens. And I just thought it could just um, truly encourage my family and it could also just like propel them into a different direction, which That's it true. really did because I feel like my family was so inspired that everyone was just like, oh, now I'm going to go conquer this goal. And that's what I wanted. I wanted it to be so inspiring that it wasn't just about me, that it also just became um, motivation for others to be mm-hmm. able to go forth and do something that was maybe holding them back. So after a while, I was more excited about sharing than anything else because I knew that, you know, God was going to move, which he did when I did share the news with my family at that dinner. Um, So it was it was really rewarding, honestly. Yes. 
and to be an inspiration to somebody else that that alone must feel great you know yeah. or or wonderful or unexplainable by words yeah um because someone comes up to you and they're like you know you inspired me when you when you went and got your phd and you told us all that inspired me to want to do this this and this and now i've created a plan and i'm actually moving on doing that yeah and it's all because of you so that that is absolutely wonderful why was it important for you to obtain this degree? Um, there were like several reasons, main reasons why. It's always been a goal. It's always okay. been a passion of mine. Just academically to reach that highest level of learning mm-hmm. is just so rewarding. Um, you know, just being able to master uh, a field of study. Like I can say I'm an expert. I've studied and showed myself approved. I literally earned my credentials. Now I can say that I am a professional in this area, which opens right. up so many doors. Um, again, I, 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 it's, I'm excited for this accomplishment, but the, the bigger scale is that I can help people. And that's what mm-hmm. I want to do. I want to be able to help my family, I want to be able to help the community, help abroad. And I think with these credentials, I'll be able to um, really like uh, create opportunities for people. And it, it, it sets up a lot of, and it has. Um, so it's just exciting to have that, um, to have earned those credentials and to know again, that I've just like kind of reached the highest level that I can go. So it's just like victory. Like I just feel victorious. And um, I feel like I just conquered like a huge task um, that was a dream as a little girl. So, oh wow! So this was the, this was the a dream from the start. This I was, planned my life out at like five. My well, listen, like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, there, there you go. I'm gonna be Oprah one day. And my mom's like, "Sure, baby, you can be Oprah." I'm like, "I want to be this." Like, go for it. But I mean, like you said, we. Went to high school together. You mm-hmm. know how I was. I was like a nerd. Like, I mean, I was like literally a geek. <laughs> I love school. I still love, I'm always going to be a lifelong learner. I love to learn. I love, I mean, it's just, it wasn't that much of a surprise to my family. Like, they're like, we expect this out of you, but you could have mm-hmm. told us. But um, it's just always been a goal. Fantastic. And, and it, I couldn't shake it, and I knew it was gonna it was gonna happen one way or another. But I'm also <laughs> not a quitter, so I'm like I'm I'm determined. I'm gonna get it done. But and that's um, important, especially with two little boys. Um, you know, so they're they're looking at you like, "What you doing? <laughs> what, what's going on?" So they have no excuse. <laughs> so like, so insanity. I'm like you. You're you insane. You don't even know my regimen to to get stuff done. It was insanity. I'm like, but it but it happened and it got done, which is the important part. Yeah. So on top of obtaining your PhD, you also added author to a list of accomplishments. And your first book, which for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see it right behind her. For those of you listening, you can't see it, but you'll be able to go to the website and um, view it. But your first book, uh, a children's book. Oh, yes entitled The Adventures of Tay and Toby, The Forbidden Shelf. Yeah. What has this accomplishment meant to you? 
again, this is a dream come true. Like, I am living a dream. Honestly, it sounds so cheesy, but since I was a little girl. Okay, so here's the backstory. When I could first learn to write in elementary school, I wrote my first letter was to my grandmother. Okay. Um, I have dedicated this book to Blanche. Um, <laughs> my first letter, I went to Silas Cohen Elementary School in Northeast. And I remember my first letter, it was like a field trip. We went, we walked to the mailbox to drop it in the mailbox. Okay. It was like everything. I was so hyped. I can remember this like it was yesterday. <laughs> I was so hyped to write this letter to my grandma and mail it. Um, right. And then <laughs> she wrote me back. So we literally were like pen pals. She awesome. would write me letters. I would write her back letters. I always liked to read. I always, liked, I always had a... Um, very creative imagination as a kid. Like I was the kid that would sit around and make up stories. I do all the storytelling when my cousins would come around, even just with my parents or my, mm -hmm. my siblings, I would just create all kinds of like wild stories. So that wasn't far fetched, but I would say my grandma spoke a lot into my life. Uh, my mom being a prophet, I'm around a lot of spiritual, um, People and they've always mm -hmm. prophesied that over me. Like God's going to use you. You're going to be a writer. You're going to do so many things, and it just came natural. So I knew one day I always wanted to write a book. wasn't sure how it was going to come across, but I just or come about, but I just held on to it. And literally, I was on maternity leave with which son was this T Tobias, and I was just it just came to me, and I just opened up the laptop and I'll probably say honestly no joke probably like within an hour to two hours I wrote the book wow an hour and a half like once I get going I can just write all that so right. it took me like an hour to an hour and a half to actually write the story and then I wrote three of them so I have like other books that okay so more to come mm -hmm. okay all right well it's so much fun like my mind was just going and I could visualize it like as a movie, like while I was writing and it was just so much fun. So it's just like a dream coming into fruition mm -hmm. and I'm still processing this as well. It's a, lot. <laughs> it's a lot of greatness to process. And speaking of, you know, you can see it being a movie. A lot of great books become movies. So, hey, hey we could be going to the theater to see, you know, see your book that hey. has become a movie. Um, so speaking of the book, what age group is the book for? So I really intended for the book to be a multi-generational book for families. Okay. But the age range that I had in mind and when I kind of published the book was between like kindergarten to fifth grade. Okay. So we're looking at about five to, how old are you in fifth grade? Well, uh, 10, 10, 10 yeah. 11, I'm guessing about five to 11 <laughs> years old, but I wrote it with, again, the intention that all ages can appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Families can read together. Um, and that's a big part of my career is in working with children and older adults. Okay. So able to bring that passion together in a form of a book okay. um, that really celebrates intergenerational learning that exists between older 
generation or older adults and younger generation or young children. Right. So I wanted everyone to have be able to celebrate it and, and celebrate, you know, African American culture. Absolutely. And, that, and that's important. The part you said about reading together, uh, because I think, you know, maybe, maybe now since I'm a parent and I do the reading, my wife and I, it's like, no, it's bedtime. But before we go to bed, we're going to read this book so that the last thing in your brain are words on paper. Um, so I think it's very important that we are reintroducing or to some people introducing storytelling and the household and reading books, you know, having a library that you don't have to get in your car or on a bus or on a train to go to. You can go to another room and there is a number of different books on different subjects that you can read about, um, especially because right now everything is accessible through the Internet. Yeah. But it's like sometimes it feels good to touch the pages and turn the pages and smell what the book uh, smells like. So especially growing up, I can remember having some books where you crack it open and you smell what the book smells like, like going back to school. You're like, oh, these, these materials smell good. I can't wait to write on that first page on the first day. And it was yeah. excitement. And it seems like, unfortunately, that's being replaced with technology. Mm -hmm. um, but I just hope all of it doesn't go away with technology. Yeah. So we're learning a lot about you right now. Um, but maybe there's something that people don't know about you that you wish they did know. So what is something or some things that people don't know about you that you wish they did know about you? People who don't know me probably wouldn't know that I think that I have a really huge heart. Like I really love people. Like mm -hmm. I really, I mean, I love to inspire, encourage, help people. I feel like it's my obligation if you're down and out or you don't know, I have to fix it. I have to be the problem solver. I have to encourage you. I'm not going to be done till I've convinced you to be encouraged. Yeah. And like, I am just big on that. Like, I, I take it on. I take it personal. You know, if someone calls me, I'm all ears. I'm available. I just don't want to miss the opportunity to help someone. Family, friend, stranger, whoever. Um, so people who don't know me, they don't know that about me. But people who do obviously know that about me. And um, I would say some people don't agree with this. But I am like low-key like introverted. Okay. Um, I seem really out I am outgoing. But I also can be like really like shy into myself and isolated to an extent. Um, okay. So like the whole pandemic was like comfortable for me because I was like, I like to be in the house alone. Um, <laughs> so I feel like I'm just awkward sometimes. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I just feel awkward. So I don't know. I guess that's what people don't know. They see all these things happening and they're mm -hmm. like, so and yes, I am, but it also it takes a lot for me to like post. Like I'm not like a look at me, look at me person, mm -hmm. but I'm learning in like marketing and branding and promoting yourself. And you have to like put yourself out there and right. 
do photo shoots and smile. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I'm trying to learn and put myself out there without being like annoying. But it's a learning curve. This is a learning curve for me. Like even this is a learning curve. Talking about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but it's important to do. You know, you gotta. While while we celebrate you, you have to also celebrate you um, because you know you you're doing such phenomenal work, and even even looking at the work you're doing, like you said, you know you like to inspire and encourage people. Just with writing a book, even if you wrote the book and you just sat it down and someone came and picked it up, and now they get to read the story, that's inspiration to them. They see like a lot of people saw when you were on the news and they're like, this was so great and so inspiring. Um, so you're doing it even when you're not necessarily in the frame mm-hmm. of the picture to do it. Speaking of that, you know, you encouraging and motivating everybody else. What motivates you each day to keep going? Because life happens to us all. And sometimes we're just like, you know what? I quit. I'm not. Uh-uh. Forget it. What What encourages you to wake up in the morning, put your feet on the floor and say, okay, another blessing of another day. Let's go. Like you said, another blessing of another day is God. I mean, if you, if you, and that's one thing you're going to know about me as well. I love God. I love him. You will hear about him in every conversation for the most part. That's what keeps me going because what I'm doing is bigger than me. It's actually not even that much about me. It's more Mm. so about um, fulfilling God's purpose in my life. And God has um, destined for things in my life that I feel responsible to do. He's given me gifts and talents. And so I feel responsible that Mm. I have the obligation to fulfill that. Even when I'm tired and I don't want to and I don't feel like it, I'm like, it's not about me. Like somebody needs to hear my story. Somebody needs to be introduced to X, Y, Z. And then that makes me push past that. That makes me push past self and step out of self and say, okay, what is that I want to do? And I think that's my biggest drive because there's a lot of days I don't want to do something. I don't feel like it. I get discouraged, but then I know that if God gave me the vision, God will give me the tools to to fulfill the vision and God will make the way for that to be completed. And so I just go forward. And in addition to that, obviously my family, like I'm a family girl. I love my family. I'm so grateful to be blessed to be in such an amazing family. My parents are phenomenal. Um, They're the best. And they, they did their thing raising seven kids. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one, I'm the youngest of seven. And I have a big family and how they kept us all together and raised us and instilled so many values in us. I just feel like, you know, that has kept me going. I want to make them proud. I want to be able to celebrate them. And they're the characters in my book. So I, I I was so excited that I could show them this work and say, you know, you inspired this. You inspired mm-hmm. my research. You inspired, you know, my career. Um, they poured into my children, my husband. Um, and, you know, and also I'm just inspired by my husband, my children, my family. They're my motivators. And, you know, it's just that it's just that simple. Um, Amen. That, that's, that's important to have. That, yeah. that support system who you look at them and you're like, you're why. 
like you and you're talking to your sons or you're talking to your husband or your parents and you're like, you're, you're why you're why it's so easy for me to get up and do it. Or when it's not easy for me, you're why I can continue to press through. So that is absolutely shout out to the family. Shout out to the, it, it, it's McKnight family, right? Shout out to McKnight and the Saunders family, y'all. <laughs> so if you could, because, you know, we grow up and we turn 20 and 21 and we like, I got, I know everything. You know, parents try to tell us things. And we're like, I, I know, mom. I know that. I know. Um, but knowing what you know now, if you could give a piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, what would that piece of advice be? Uh, I would say um, it's two part. Trust the process and trust yourself. Mm. Um, trust that the path that you're on is going to lead to your destiny. Trust it. You may not know how, why, where, when. Just go forth. Go forth. Trust that whatever God calls you to do, or if you trust God, then you know he's going to take you where you need to go. So just trust it. Definitely. And trust yourself. I hard on myself sometimes. Like, especially as a 20-year-old, I would just say, trust the voice. You know, right? You know the right thing to do. You know you know what God is giving you. Don't second-guess it. You mm -hmm. know um, what he's called you to. And so go forth. And I, in the same in the same um, breath, I shared this with someone recently. It doesn't matter if you trip. It doesn't matter if you fall, because there will be falls. There will be trips. There will be stumbles. Just do it forward. Mm. And, and, and continue in it. So I always hey. say, whatever you do, don't <laughs> stop. I don't care if you trip, tumble, fall, roll. Just go forward with it. And so I always had kept that. I always held on to that. Um, my mom would always speak that into me and I just, I kept it. So it didn't matter what mistakes I made, what I did, I just knew go forth. Mm -hmm. don't, just, don't ever just stop. And that's a part of trusting the process. And that's a right. part of having faith in the process. You don't see it, but you know the end result is going to be good. Um, and that's what I would remind myself. And um, I love that. If you're going to trip or if you're going to fall, make sure you trip and fall forward. I I absolutely love that. Yes. So you have accomplished, as we've been talking about today, a lot. You're an entrepreneur. You're um, a corporate businesswoman, which we're going to talk about that in a moment, too. Um, a doctor. So what advice would you give someone thinking of or give to someone thinking of giving up um, because they've been told you're doing too much? Hmm. I've actually been told I'm doing too much before by a professional. Um, <clears throat> when I was applying to a doctoral program uh, years ago, and I recall in the conversation being asked, well, where do you see yourself in five years? And, this, and I laid out all the things I enjoy to do, like mm -hmm. I want to figure out a way to bring it all together. Uh, and I was so passionate about my answer. And he just looked and he was just like, no, like you're doing too much. You need to be realistic. You need to wow. 
And I was like, well, I feel this way. I right. I was so discouraged when I left. And it didn't stop me, though. But I feel like people that feel they're doing too much go back to my earlier statement. And that if God has, has given you the vision, mm-hmm. he will give you the tools to mm-hmm. get it done. He will put you in the right place with the right people at the right time um, to accomplish it. And it may mm. not be in your timing, but it'll be in his timing. So you have to trust it and you have to seek him, you know, for guidance. But I do believe if he gave you the vision, he's going to give you the tools. Absolutely. He's going to give the way. And so you can't let that stop you. You know, mm-hmm. if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would be whatever it is that you want to be. Right. And everybody can. So you're unique in your own way. We're all unique in our own way. Mm-hmm. So we're good at that's what God has given to you, and that's what you have, and you have responsibility to see it through. Um, it and I tell this to even when I minister to people, I say I personally would hate, and I'm not going to, but I would hate to stand in front of God and he asks me, "Well, what did you do with this gift and this gift I gave you?" And then I gave you this time, and then I stand there like, "Um, see, uh, <laughs> what had happened was." Right. Um, <laughs> So somebody told me I was doing too much, and so I didn't do it because I was mm. not trying to do. I ain't trying to be that person. Right. I was gonna come before him and say, "Well, I did this. I did. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well done, that good and faithful servant." Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking forward to: the end result, the bigger picture here. Um, Absolutely. So get courage. Do what you are called to do, and don't give up. And as I stated, you might trip, you might tumble, fall, but go for it. Go forward with it because you're still going forward, even if you fall forward. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's why, you know, like you said, it's important that you aren't just taking mm-hmm. what someone else is saying to you to heart or internalize it because mm-hmm. what they could be saying to you could be absolutely wrong. They could be trying to reflect their shortcomings onto you and we can't let that happen because that person you were interviewing with told you you were doing too much and now look at you yeah so had you internalized that Mm -hmm. it's like where where would you be um Mm -hmm. which is awesome and speaking of interviews and working at a job you recently did another great (laughs) thing uh, and I remember when I saw it on your Facebook and I was like, I'm not commenting. I have to text her because this is this is lit. This is so dope. And it actually put a fire under me because I know there are some things I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing yet, but I need to hurry up and start. So you recently walked away from your corporate America job and you walked away from it to pursue the things in life that you know you're supposed to be doing. So to the person teetering on taking a leap, whether they're taking a leap on going into a new industry, taking a leap on writing a book, taking a leap to leave their job and start their own company, what push would you give them? It wasn't easy. I ain't gonna sit up here and act like it was. Like I just was like woke up one day like I quit. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was <laughs> on the edge of the pool, like shaking. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, um, I think it was just trusting God's voice to say move mm-hmm. your feet. 
because when you when something is being birthed in you, it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm. It, it's not going to feel good, but it's coming forth, whether you like it or not. And it was right. just, I was in a place where I was just so uncomfortable. I couldn't rest. I just couldn't, I just couldn't rest. It was, it was, it wouldn't let go of me. Um, mm -hmm. So it was one of them things where it's like, I knew and I had a vision of it. Once I closed the door, another world was going to open. So the release couldn't happen until I closed the other door. And right. I knew it was going to be like an automatic shifting. But I was still holding on out of fear. Like, I was just fearful. Like, you know, this is the set income I'm used to, mm -hmm. uh, security, a little security blanket. But I knew God was saying, I, I can't release it until you let go. It just can't work. They both can't coexist. Wow. And in addition to that, it was definitely the support of my family. I, I mean, my husband was is very, very supportive. And he is a visionary. And where areas where I'm struggling or weak, he's strong in those areas. So I give mm -hmm. him props for that. Because he was more like, do, he been, do it. What are you waiting for? And I was like, ah, come in. <laughs> and so it was the encouragement from him and him seeing the vision for me mm -hmm. a little more clearer. It was like trusting his, trusting his, um, his feedback. I trust him. And I trust his leadership. And it was like, it's going to, so that comfort and then my parents, you know, ministering to me. So mm -hmm. again, going back to that village, I'm all about right. the village. Going back to my village and my, you know, talking to my brother, people in my village. And it was mm -hmm. like, I see it. Because sometimes when you're in it, you can't for, for necessarily, like, see it, you feel it. But other people outside of it can really see it. And everyone right. was just, like, clearly seeing, like, it's time to go. So I mm -hmm. can't get the full credit. I, my nerves were going, but then once I made up my mind, I was like, this is it. And since I've done it, I'm very excited. I'm like, I'm glad that I did it. Um, it's freeing. I feel free. I freed mm -hmm. up. So, listen, leap of faith. You hold on to that pool like I was at the edge. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you jump in the water, you're going to be, oh my God, why nobody tell me this is so much fun? Oh, wow. That That is... That is awesome. That's beautiful. That's inspiring. It's all of the above. Um, and to see the joy that you have. For those of you who are listening, I need y'all to just go to the YouTube channel. Even if you just go to see the joy on her face as she's telling the story, just do that. Um, but it's it's incredible. Like I, for one, being your brother, am absolutely proud of you. All of the things that you've done, everything you're doing, and all you're going to do, because I know this is not even close to the end. It's merely the beginning um, of, you know, your greater that that is that is coming. You know, you've gone through the pressing and the shaking and the beating. And now, you know, that that greater is absolutely on its way to you and your household. Um, and I'm just I'm just blessed to be able to be able to see it. Oh, wow. Um, you know, and that, that alone is, is a blessing. So absolutely looking forward to everything you have to come. If there is anything else that you want to say to somebody to inspire or encourage them, um, won't you just go ahead and take this time and do that? And then we'll get ready to wrap. Um, first, I, I really want to thank you uh, for just the opportunity and giving me the space to be able to just share my passion, my excitement. I'm really excited. I'm really, I'm genuinely happy. 
but I'm really excited and I'm and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share my story. Um, it's just a blessing. And I really just, you know, I would love for you all to read the book and check it out. It really celebrates um, family. I love mm. family. I love my entire passion, career, everything's on the village, the village concept. It really does take a village, not just to raise a child, but it helps to to, to groom men and to mature the woman and mm-hmm. to bring families together and to coach and a counsel and mentor. Yes, the village yes. has so many components to it that's so beneficial and sometimes it's not given enough you know, recognition or credit, but it's big in our culture, our community, and, it's, and I just want to bring that to the world. I think mm-hmm. if we have more connectedness, connectivity as a um, as a culture, and not even so much as worrying about mine, me and mine, but worrying about you and yours too. Mm-hmm. So, so being a village for each other, right. um, being able to celebrate the role that grandparents play in the lives of our children, older adults play in the lives of our children, that they play in the lives of our young boys. And I want mm-hmm. to bring that back and show the wealth of knowledge that our children learn when they're around wisdom. When they're around that that experience, mm-hmm. it's something you cannot get in a formal education. You can't right. get it in a school. It's something you get in the home. It's, it's something you get when you're around the people you you love and you you in that you at those family functions. You around the old heads and the unks and the the youngins, and when they all come together, it's something that's so special when we come together and we share our experiences and those lessons. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about that's what I want to bring to the table that's what I want to celebrate and through my book and the other future projects that are coming about I want to be able to teach those lessons that we got from our mm-hmm. grandparents from the older adults you know to love each other to mm-hmm. forgive to be kind to share you know in the book you know this book focuses on following the rules but these are lessons we learn early on mm-hmm. and it's going to prepare us for the real world it's going to prepare us for life it's going to give us the skills that we need to survive, to to be active participants in, in the world, get along with others, help others. Right. And, and that's what's important to me. That's what I instill in my boys. My family teaches it. And I want to share that with everyone else. And, um, oh, you know, I hope you you all enjoy the, the book and I appreciate your time and your support. And just quickly, I just want to say I'm very proud of you. Um, we've come up, we've come a long way. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm just proud to see where you, where you are in your life and your successes as a husband, as a father, as a, as a career man and how you just encourage so many people and inspire so many people. And you've always been that way, always been a good straight stand up dude ever since high school. And that's why we connected um, and I just thank God for the connection. I really see you as a, a brother and a friend. And, you know, and I wish you success in everything you're going to do because you want to be doing some amazing things. So congratulations uh, to you, too. Seriously. I absolutely appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, before we go, you have to tell the people and it'll be in the description of the episode. But for those of for those wondering where they can purchase the book, where can they go to purchase the book? Yes, please check out my website. You can purchase it on my website at www.drtianasaunders.com. Um, you could go there and purchase it through PayPal and have it, sh- and you know, we'll have it shipped out to you. 
And also check out the social media platforms that are out there as well. Feel free to hit me up. I'm very personable. Um, I love hearing feedback from people. It's so awesome. People do reach out to say they love the book. They're inspired. They're encouraged. And it's great to talk and just um, connect, connect with people. I, I, I enjoy it. So you guys are helping me as much as I'm helping you. You yeah. guys inspire me as well. So Awesome. Incredible. And y'all make sure y'all go check out the book, check out the website. Mm -hmm. If you missed it, it is listed in the description of this here episode. So make sure y'all go and y'all check that out. Make sure y'all follow Dr. Tiana Saunders on all of the social media platforms that were scrolling at the bottom. And if you missed it scrolling at the bottom, either rewind and rewatch or just click the link in the episode uh, where it says follow her and then has Instagram. Just go ahead and click it. It'll take you right to her site. So listen, as we let you go, I just want to remind you to, in everything you do, add some peace. Make sure you do it with love and always, always show respect. I love y'all. And make sure you stay tuned for the next segment, which is coming right after this, uh, The Moment with the motivator so for those of you listening make sure you you know keep the tape playing and for those of you watching stay tuned for the moment with the motivator i am your gracious host terry glenn harris tiana i thank you so so much again and i will see you all on the next time peace There's something in you that isn't in anyone else. Something special that was in you when you were born. Something special that was in you when you were in your mother's womb. And that something special was called purpose. Like we just talked to Dr. Tiana McKnight Saunders and she talked about all the great things she was doing and how it aligned with her purpose. You too have a purpose. And even if your purpose looks like, feels like, sounds like somebody else's. Remember, it's nothing like anyone else's. Your purpose is yours. Your purpose is to be grabbed a hold on to. Your purpose is to be lived out loud and to be lived freely. So when you wake up in the morning, write down that thing that you know you're good at, that thing that you know you're passionate about, that thing that you know you just can't go without doing because more than likely that is probably your purpose. And as you go forward in life and you go forward with your day-to-day, -day, make sure you do something each day that aligns with your purpose because your purpose was a gift that was given to you and it is a gift that should not be taken lightly, nor is it a gift that should be wasted. My name is Terry Glenn Harris, and this has been your moment with The Motivator. Peace.